Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. Good morning. Hey, thank you back there. Great job. Way to go. Uh, You know, my name's John Adams. Welcome to the Vine. Uh, Lee Pastor here. And I want to welcome you here if you're in person or online. We are in a series out of the book of Philippians. Becoming Confident in Christ is the title. And each week we're learning more and more how to grow in that confidence or surety that Christ is Lord. And we want to grow in knowing Him and His work. Last week, uh, Mark Pugh did a great job preaching on Chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, and he reminded us this, that Christ's love unites us to love others as we humble ourselves and become more like-minded with Jesus. So, so how are you guys doing with that? Huh? You know, uh, who here is getting better at being less selfish? Huh? Come on, you've had a whole seven days since last Sunday to work on this. Isn't it good that, hey, we get all that progress? Way to go, yay. You know, and, and, uh, and still we need God, right? We all, we come, we've heard the words last week. We've heard great teaching on this topic of becoming confident in Christ, but we all need to continue to grow in this. And so today we're going to be looking at that topic and, and looking at how at the foundation of everything is the unique person and work of Jesus. That's what the passage is all about today. And I'd quite frankly say this, and uh, don't say this regularly, is that out of all the passages of Philippians and maybe the Bible itself, this is at the heart of Christianity. You see, if you do not get this, You will not become confident in Christ. But if you do, if you understand and begin to apply the person and work of Christ and his uniqueness, it's going to change your life. And you are going to live differently, as as Paul says and taught about, you know, even last week as we were looking at this topic. So just remember here, as we come to this passage, we're going to see that Jesus, who was fully God, became fully man. And in that, he emptied himself of everything, his rights. All of his heavenly rights he gave up (laughs) that we could be rescued. He became the ultimate servant. He became the great savior. And he, today, we're going to see from this great passage, his beautiful uniqueness. So as we come to God's word, as we often do, I'm going to ask you uh, to stand with me, and uh, will you read this out loud with me? It's up on the screen to get the right version, Uh, but will you read this out loud? This is God's Word, and we want to put ourselves under its great authority and power. So let's read together out loud God's Word together. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, have this mind among yourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, 
being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. You may be seated. See, verse 5 through 11 was a hymn in the early church to remember Jesus' uniqueness. And, and I'm not going to sing this this morning, and you might be glad about that. But uh, it was sung to be remembered. Often, when very important messages, especially in that day, they would put to song. Like how we do with our kids to remember some important truth. And there's no more important truth than what we're looking at this morning. You see, we're going to see today that the uniqueness of Jesus, and how important is that in today's world? Look, all over the world, even in Christianity, people are going a little bit AWOL. There's a thing called progressive Christianity. People are saying there are other ways to God other than Jesus alone. People are saying that Jesus is not fully God, that he has lost some of his divinity, that he gave up his, his divine rights, which is a lie. And we today, as God's people, and those who would become God's people, must be grounded in the truth of God's word and the uniqueness of Jesus and him alone. This is so important today. What we're hearing and that we would not just hear that we would understand and believe this and hold on to these truths as the very foundation of our lives and our future. And so today uh, we'll see again the uniqueness of Jesus. And the first thing we're going to see from this passage is that Jesus is uniquely humbled. And we see that in verses 6 through 8. You know, uh, maybe you've seen Undercover Boss. You know, no illustration, right, is a, great, is a great perfect one when you talk about Jesus. But Undercover Boss is a pretty good illustration of how a CEO would come and he would want to know more about the culture of his business and find out more about what's going wrong and how he could fix things. And, you know, they would usually dress up and they get this really bad hairpiece, you know, and that weird-looking mustache or beard and they would go in and thinking they are disguising themselves. And of course, uh, that, the boss goes in and does all kinds of different jobs he would never do, and they usually fail. <laughs> but at any time, if, if, if the, the, the employee is really blowing it, the, the CEO could reveal himself and say, I guess who I am. I'm your CEO. And the surprise factor comes. I, I don't often think it's very surprising. I think most of those people are thinking, we're just going to play along because we want to get a lot of money from this guy. <laughs> but look, no illustration can actually grasp the implications of what Jesus did. He's not just CEO of a company. He is Lord and CEO over the universe. 
Think about it. Bill Gates got, has lots of money, but he can't, with just a word, speak, and things come into existence. Everything that Jesus said and wanted would happen. Whatever he decreed would come true. No one has power like that. No one has such authority. No one has ever been that great, that Lord over all. In verses 6 and 7, we see how this great God humbled himself. Look at verse 6. It says there, Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. You see, Jesus didn't just presume or grasp at being God. He was God. He was fully God. And, and like some people today make claims or religions make claims to be God, but he alone, Jesus alone, is and forever will be God. Right, church? Yes. And, and he emptied himself. Notice verse 7 doesn't say he emptied himself of his attributes. His, he doesn't say he emptied himself of being fully God. What he emptied himself was, was his heavenly rights. I mean, he had everyone serving him. He was God over all. And yet he became human. And this was a huge, if you will, humiliating thing for the God of the universe to do. He emptied himself of his rights as God. And verse 7 goes on, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. He didn't lose any of his godness. Rather, he who is and will be eternally divine and God voluntarily gave up his power and his rights to access that power. He emptied himself and became the ultimate bond slave servant at his birth and at his death. That word servant here is also the same word as in chapter 1, verse 1, where Paul and Timothy said, we're servants of Christ Jesus. We're bond slaves voluntarily. But the only way Paul and, Paul and Timothy and, could go to prison, for example, and serve and be others-oriented is that Jesus was the unique servant. No one has even come close to the way Jesus emptied himself. And we need to realize this. That he who is the second person of the Trinity, he was truly the Son of God who has always existed and never created. Jesus was in the same substance, the same stuff, if you will, as God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. And he would receive the same glory ultimately. Uh, there's an old creed, 325 AD, and creeds were brought about because there was so much error in teaching in there about the Bible. And it talks about, that. it says these phrases like, Jesus was very God, very God, which means he was truly in the essence of who he was, the ingredients. You know, if you're a cook, you got to have the right ingredients. Jesus' ingredients was the same 
perfectly as God the Father. He is the same essence. He is the same stuff, and he is the creator of the world. Colossians 1.16, everything in the world is at his beck and call. He created the word and his world, and his word is powerful and sovereign in all of its authority. And yet this same Jesus, with unlimited power and rights, is willing to limit him, his power and his rights. He became fully human. You know, maybe you, uh, you've sung or remember that, that old Christmas hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. There's a great phrase in that, in that hymn. It's called, Veiled in Flesh, the Godhead See. Hail the Incarnate Deity. Veiled in flesh. It was like Jesus, like a bride, temporarily wears a veil, but then her true identity is soon to be shown. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, it just mildly disguises her. Jesus came, he was truly God, and he became truly man at his birth. The incarnate deity. Do we realize the wonder of this? Do we realize the the depth of his humiliation wasn't just at his death, it was, but it was at his birth that he became human. You know, uh, what did Jesus do? Jesus, who is fully God and fully human, gave up his rights to glorify God, the Father. You know, we can hardly humble ourselves to let someone in who are trying to get in on Georgia 400, right? Right? Jesus was God. He gave up every access to his rights that we could be called sons and daughters of God, that we could receive rights. We'll see more of that in just a moment. Verse 8 goes on and says, And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus alone, the high and all-glorious King God, humbled himself and lowered himself to becoming fully human by taking our punishment for our sins. This type of humility is unique, right? And to Jesus, no one else has had that power or authority or place in, in all the universe. There's no one like him. No one has ever humbled themselves like Jesus did. Jesus is uniquely humbled. And Jesus, this second part of this is so important to hear. He will be uniquely exalted. It's certain. I'm confident that that's true. Jesus was exalted by his father above every person, above every other Name. Verse 9, therefore, God has highly exalted him. That's the Father. He exalted Jesus and bestowed or gave him the name that is above every name. Notice the repeat of the name, word name. It means his attributes. His name, his character, who he is, will be exalted above every name. You know, 
Does anyone have a hard time like me about in this in life? It's not about my name. And guess what? It's not about your name. It's about his name, his glory, his majesty, his exaltation. Are you about that in your life? Are you about glorifying the name of the only worthy one? (laughs) The name above every name. Jesus the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Verse 10. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. At the Christ's second coming, and this is certain, every knee will bow. Every knee, whether they like it or not. We will all fall on our faces in worship before Jesus the Lord. That's a little hard for Presbyterians to do. We are going to glorify, exalt the majesty of the Lord Jesus in that day because he is uniquely exalted and given a name above every name. And because every person acknowledges him as Lord, then all glory will be reflected to God the Father. And the beautiful thing is the Father reflects it to his Son. God the Father will give Jesus that title, Lord. You know, we think about lords of like, you know, in England, the Lord of Canterbury. And he's like this majestic Lord with feathers on his cap. But he's just a little Lord over a little domain. We're talking about Lord of the universe. Everything. He is Lord over, including your life. Will you acknowledge that? Are you acknowledging that? Are you living under his lordship, over under his authority, under his great power? Lord means supreme ruler in charge of the universe. Video games talk about supreme rulers. There's no ruler like our Lord. When Jesus the Son is exalted by God as supreme ruler over all the universe, this gives the Father glory and honor. And this provides confidence for us. Can you see this? We, because he is unique, he did the work we could not do. He humbled himself of all of his rights. He became the exalted Lord and will receive and reflect all glory. This Jesus we submit to and put ourselves under his authority. And and this is the Jesus we humble ourselves before. He is the one who has the power to uniquely, yes, humble us before himself while showing us that while because he has been exalted, we who are united in him can live our lives in the joy and confidence of being his. Yes, this is true. Jesus alone is unique. And he is the one who will be uniquely exalted. 
If you're not a follower of Jesus, whether you're online or here in person, I just want to encourage you. There's, you're, there's no other person like him. No one has ever humbled himself so much on your sake, for your sake. He became human. He died. Your death took your punishment. If you will, he ran into that burning building. But it was because of the punishment for your sins he ran into that building. And it was the wrath of God he took for himself. He didn't deserve it. But he died for you. Will you? Will you submit to him now? You look... Please submit to him now because someday you will submit to him. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the day for you to turn your heart to him. In heaven, for, if you're not a Christ follower, it will be too late to receive his salvation, but you will bow before him. How about you who are a Christ follower? Are you putting yourself under Jesus' uniqueness and his authority? Believing that only Jesus was humbled and exalted leads us to having confidence in Christ that we need to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit. So I pray today that you will... You will say, God, whatever way I have been trying to exalt my name or make a, na- or a pathway for myself or I have been living outside of your authority, which is called sin, I will turn from that, repent of that, believe you, Jesus, that you are that exalted Lord. You are the one who humbled yourself. And I will put myself obediently under you. Will you do that today? Christ followers, we must do that constantly. I want to urge you as we come to Lord's Supper to reflect on James 4.10. It says in a pretty amazing verse here, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Yes, he will exalt you, but look, this is what you must do. Humble yourself. That's one of our values of our church because this is so central to what we need to constantly do, no matter how gifted, able, how much wealth you have, how much ability you have, how much confidence you have in yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself today before the Lord. I'm going to invite you to take a few moments to do so. Will you? Will you cry out to the Lord? Lord, I humble myself before you. I repent of my sin. I turn and put myself again under your rule. I humble myself in the presence of the Almighty Lord. Let's take just a few moments of silent focus on the glorious Lord of the universe who loves you. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at thevinecc. Have a great week.